All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Church Creatives Podcast. Uh, before we get started, just wanted to remind everybody that I still have a few magazines left. Uh, I think maybe less than 10 copies of each one. So yeah, so don't forget to order your magazines. I think I still have a few hoodies left and some sizes that were left over from the pre-orders. But I am very excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking uh, photography and creative and talking with Taryn Hurst and... Um, just really good. Uh, he wrote a very good article called Dear Photographer in the July issue. And so, uh, Taryn, just go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you do in the uh, church creative world. Absolutely. What's up, guys? I'm Taryn. I am a content producer at Sagemont Church in Houston, Texas, where my primary focus and emphasis is photography and documentary. And yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I and I have to say I've um <clears throat> I've really enjoyed you sharing your photos because I, I would say your photography is not traditional church photography in the sense uh you get a lot of creative stuff, a lot of creative effects and colors and all that in there. Uh, so I'm really interested to dig into a little bit about that. But um, since we're going with this and we're talking about the episode, uh, the uh, article you had written, um, explain a little bit about that, kind of like a little summary of what brought that on your uh, Dear Photographer uh, article. A lot of times, so where I create is out of just what I've experienced. And so when I was just thinking about what would I have wanted when I was first getting into the church space and getting into the creative space, like what would I have wanted someone to tell me? Uh, and so I just wanted to write something that was encouraging, but also practical to those who may be trying to explain or justify why they do what they do or how photography is not just taking pictures. It's more than just what we do every day with our phones. It's a craft. It's a skill. And so how can I just love yeah. on people and encourage uh, them? <laughs> yeah, you make a good point about that because I know um, I, I consider myself more of a hobbyist photographer. You know, my primary thing is graphic design. And even at my church, I really don't do much photography. Um, but I, a lot of people, they think a church photography is like, I've just got to capture something to put it on social media. Mm-hmm. And I like your approach is you take more of like a documenting approach of, Hey, this is, we're going to capture this. So five or 10 years from now, we can look back at this. It's not just a snapshot we're putting on social media. I, w- I assume that's kind of what you're going for. Absolutely. You know, my job is to chase what is authentic and to tell the story of the here and now. But at the same time, those photos that we take in the moment of our services have longevity and serve the purpose of being an edification to the church. And so just, an encouragement to those who may not see things the way we see it or may not fully understand, but they can be moved and shown who the church is and what we're about. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, and I have to say um, when we went through our 10 year anniversary here at our church um, up until that time, we really didn't have much of a creative team or a photography team. And I can tell you when you have something big like that and you want to go pull historic photos and you can't find them, like all you have is some <laughs> cell phone photos that were on Facebook or Instagram that you're having to steal. Um, it People don't realize that, yeah, like you said, the, the longevity of photos. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about right now, let's get content for social media, although that is a big part of it. People can keep up with what's going on in the church. But I really like that uh, idea of I'm taking these for like, even after I'm maybe not even in charge of this anymore, 10 or 15 years from now, we can look back and like see what happened at the church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for me on my side, it's just fun to be able to just see like, how much has changed even in the brief time that I've done it. And so to be able to just experiment and iterate and change and try something new, doing the same thing every week, it just becomes a fun challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that's cool. Like um, I know something had popped up on my Facebook memories the other day. It was a, it was a picture from one of our services a few years ago. And I was like, Oh wow. That was before we had our stage lighting. That was before we had the backdrop that you know, and I was just like, man, our church really has like progressed in the last few years. Um, it's just something you don't really notice. But like you said, when you have those photos to go back to, you can actually see a progression or a growth in the church. Um, and that's something I would encourage all anybody involved in photography in your church to, you know, take that approach as, you know, really think about the things you want to capture that will be interesting 10 or 15 years from now, five mm-hmm. years from now, not just like, oh, pastor preached a great sermon or let me get a good shot of the worship team. Like there's so much other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. There is. And like, that's one of my favorite interactions to have. And as a photographer, and even just as a creative, we have the opportunity to have our presence in hand in almost every ministry of the church. And so to get messages from parents who never see their kid worshiping or praying, but they might, be doing it when they're not around to capture that and be able to show that not only glorifies God, it also encourages the parent, encourages the church. And so it's just really fun to be able to have that opportunity just to love on and minister through the craft, through photography. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I remember um, it's been a little while now, but I remember one of the best, compliments i ever got about our creative team and it it wasn't even something i did it was one of our photographers but their um their kid was being baptized and of course you know the parents are back there and they're taking pictures with cell phones and videos but it's such a uh such an emotional moment you know they're not really concentrating on on taking a great picture or whatever but one of our photographers just captured this amazing photo of our pastor and this kid like just talking to him right before he's being baptized and it was just an, we actually got it printed and it's hanging in our um, in our lobby. But the parents were so appreciative of that picture because mm-hmm. in the moment they weren't thinking about capturing that. But now they've got this picture for a lifetime of this special moment between our pastor and our and their kid. And so, you know, I'm sure one day when he's a grown adult, like he'll be able to look back on that photo and be like, you know, I, I remember that moment when I was baptized. Absolutely. And. To give them something that's not just a, a snapshot, because I think we're all pretty guilty to just take our phones and we just take a picture and call it done. And that's the entire thought process. But to take it and shape it and to capture it in a way that can be handed to someone as a gift and go, hey, we love you. And we're so glad you were here. Like, it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a really good idea for people to do. And that's something I'm trying to implement more at our church is when something special like that happens, taking that photo and getting it printed, you know, and just being able to hand it to somebody. And it's such a low cost, easy way to do it. We just mm-hmm. don't think about it a lot. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. Having something more than just that snapshot. Cause I, I'm super guilty of just whipping out my phone, <laughs> clicking 20 photos and they all look the same. And then, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I had a really good photo of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so now in addition to photography, you also said that you create, uh, kind of like the, I guess, lead content creator at your church. So what all does that entail as well? Besides just the photography. I dabble in a little bit of everything, and I'm very fortunate to have a team of just unicorns that I serve with. We all do a little bit of everything really, really well. And so I will do videography, storytelling. I do some social media management, but then I also do a little bit of graphic design, which has been fun for me because I've only really picked that up the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, that's like me with photography. Like, you know, I'm not primarily a photographer. So when I get to do photography, like I'm super excited (laughs) about it, you know, because I don't get to do it very much. Uh, So uh, so I guess you're kind of like the team lead. How does how does that work or what is that dynamic like? Like actually leading a team versus being on the team? Well, I don't quite lead the team. I am part of the team, but we all have leadership and we all speak into one another and help encourage one another, which is where I get really passionate because discipleship is such an integral part of the church. It's such an integral part of the creative and communication space. Uh, And so just always striving for excellence, but also stewarding the time and resource that we have. That way we're not exploiting any one person. We're not exploiting any one moment. And so just fighting for unity and fighting for the arts, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I think a, some people don't think about so much is training up creative people or speaking into creative people when you get a chance, because I mean, the, the reality is we're not going to be able to do this forever. Like, mm-hmm. At some point, we're going to take on different roles or we're going to, you know, I don't know if if getting too old is really the right (laughs) term. But like, you know, I'm probably not going to be the lead creative at my church in 50 years, you know, Mm -hmm. even 30 years, 20 years. Like, so it's I think it's very important that that discipleship that you're talking about, um, discipling people into these roles, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing people along so that. You know, if I'm the only one that does something and I don't train anybody to replace me, then when I'm gone or something happens, then there's a void there. Mm-hmm. But having a team and having people you can bring along so that one day when I'm no longer doing this, you know, the church doesn't miss a beat. Absolutely. And, you know, our role and what I'm really passionate about is this idea of like we're here to clear runways and we can't remove every obstacle from someone's life, but we can disciple them and walk with them because you're right. People will have to replace us, but they'll also exceed us. And that shouldn't scare us as leaders. It shouldn't scare us as creatives because we get to put wind under people's wings to either send them to the desk right next to us or just send them to wherever God's sending them to make an impact for the kingdom. And so how can we leverage the time and interactions that we have to disciple and to send and equip. I get really excited because you just, we, you don't know how far they'll impact the kingdom just from the small things that we can do today. Yeah. I think one of my, one of the best moments I've ever had is um, when I was training some, some teenagers at my church in photography 
and you know they're they're using cameras that their parents bought them for Christmas or whatever. You know, they're not using the latest thing. They don't really know much about photography, but they're doing things here and there. And then you see one of them capture a photo and you're just like, wow, like that is really, really good. You know, to me, there's no better feeling than to, than to go, okay, now the responsibility is not all on me. I've got somebody Mm -hmm. that I have trained and now they are more than capable of producing awesome content. Uh, And I think that's just an awesome feeling you know, mm-hmm. in creative ministry, when you see somebody coming up under you that has so much potential. Mm-hmm. And when they start figuring out what it means to actually live in the <laughs> gifts and identity and purpose God has created them with. And it's just so, there's nothing quite like it. Like, I don't know how to articulate that well enough, but it's just so exciting just to see someone resonate and understand their place. In, in God's order and who they've created to be because there's just tremendous freedom that comes with it. And they're not scared to try new things, not scared to like experiment because like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, when, when you can, when you can find that place in the church where like your passion intersects with what's needed, it's just so amazing because, you know, a lot of times we end up, you know, it's just it's the nature of the church, especially if you're at a smaller church like I am. You end up doing things that, you know, maybe you're not as good at or you're not as passionate about, but you do them because there's a need, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe that's it. We don't always get to do exactly yeah. what we want to do. But when that opportunity comes up where it's like, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm good at. This is what I want to do. And it's needed in the church. It's just it's amazing what gets produced. Absolutely. And it just goes to show that a God is so much bigger than we are even capable of understanding, but he has already thought through how the system works and how you and I and everyone else that we serve with and minister with, they have a place and their gift has a place and it all comes together for his like glory and beauty. And it's just, it's incredible. Like there's nothing quite like the church, (laughs) the big C church. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And and people, I think just in this day and age, you know, people are starting to realize how important creative ministry is. But I know just just photography and video alone, when you capture those moments and somebody outside of your church sees those images or those videos on social media, uh, it can make a big impact on them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it really, you know, I, I love it when photographers view what they do as a ministry and not it's not just a job. It's not just, I got handed a list of photos that we need for social media, but I'm actually taking this on as a, as a ministry. Mm -hmm. And and that should be, or ought to be our approach to all things. I'm a big advocate for the idea of the ministry of presence. There's what I do, the work, but that's really just the avenue to be able to be present, to be around, to be available to minister and love on and just have, that word looking to touch for whenever someone needs it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, going back to the article a little bit, I know you had some tips in there, but what are some things, I guess, you know, we, we talk a lot on the technical things and there's a lot of, man, there's so many YouTube videos out there <laughs> that are good of, you know, proper exposure and this and that. But I think sometimes we don't focus on the creative side of photography, a lot of teaching people like, 
like what to look for? Like, how do you know when a moment's coming up or how do you put yourself in a place to be able to capture things, you know, not from a technical standpoint, mm-hmm. but from a creative standpoint? I really lean back into the Holy Spirit and just letting everything that I do from where I position myself to how I'm going to capture the moment be led just to how the Holy Spirit has brought me to that place. Um, and it's really finicky to try and articulate because it, it really is off the just feeling, but what we do ought to be out of the overflow of our love of God and his people. And so when we take that approach, you know, we're watching, but watching the room, we're watching people, but we can't have selfish intent or ulterior motive to it. We want to try and capture what we're seeing with our eyes that's true to that moment. But then marrying that with the creative elements to, hey, I might use a longer exposure to add some motion just to capture the sense of that space. Or I might try and frame it in such a way that it's less about the individual and more of that specific moment or environment. Um, But it really all comes down to is what we're doing out of ourselves or out of our love of God and out of that place of overflow. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. And I've always told our photographers, actually I tell our media team and everybody like, don't ever get so focused on your job here that you lose out on worship. Mm -hmm. Like if you have to set the camera down, it's not the end of the world. Like if we don't get all of the pictures from our, our shot list this Sunday, like the church isn't going to implode. It will be okay. (laughs) I would rather you spend some time worshiping God, you know, and having an encounter with God versus being so focused on this, that you don't get anything out of the service. And so I agree with what you're saying. I think when you do that and you're actually involved in the service, it almost just becomes intuitive about like what's going to happen and capturing those moments is almost like a form of worship in itself. It absolutely is. And Christ is our first love. And so that has to be the starting place for everything that we do. And stewarding our spiritual well being is important. And so in the same way I've told my, uh, photographers and mentees that, Hey, it's okay to stop. If you need to stop and pray, go pray. You need to stop and sing, go sing. Like you are not being so relied upon that you can't, you don't have this space to also be, you know, a Christ follower and disciple. We're like, get in the presence of God and just do as the Holy Spirit's leading. Yeah. And I know for me just personally, I seem to be even more creative when I do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, you know, um, I, I was talking about Corey with Corey on the last episode. Some of the best like graphics and stuff I've ever made have come after a time of prayer mm-hmm. or after studying the Bible or studying for a message that I'm going to teach or something like that. And so I, I think you, you nailed it when, when photographers and people that are working in the service, when they're also involved in the service, mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the Holy Spirit elevates what we do to like another level. Like you're able to accomplish things beyond what you naturally can accomplish. Absolutely. Because like 
we are such finite and sinful creatures that like, if we're trying to create out of our own effort and own ability, it's going to fall short. But when we allow the Holy spirit to use us and we allow Yeah. I don't know where that thought was going. Uh, when we allow the Holy spirit to just use us, it is almost elevated because it's not us. It's Christ through us. And so it's just, it's really cool to be able to have those moments and just see how people are moved and touched by what we do. Yeah. So, so true. Uh, so yeah so any photographers anybody that's listening where you you work in a church a lot you know take that time take that time um you know even even our photographers even our media people and stuff like that you know we always have have prayer before service you know typically what what happens you know all of us are there early um and our worship team usually after after they practice and sound check in the mornings they go have a time of prayer and so we've we've started including like everybody in production, everybody that's involved in the service. They go join the worship team in a time of prayer before church, too. Um, and I think that just makes so much of a difference because, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, we get we, there's so much going on. We all have so much going on, even outside of the church, that distractions creep in and things like that. But even even if you're doing something as just putting lyrics on the screen running a live stream camera, whatever, having that time of prayer beforehand to really connect with God, because you are going to be busy in service. There's going to be things going on you're looking out for, but having that time, that moment to yourself, I think can really elevate what you do in a service. Absolutely can. And, you know, one of the things that I'm really appreciative of our leadership is they came in because when they came in a couple of years ago, we were all very silent. Every ministry, we just, doing its own thing. But they came through and said, Hey, let's bring everybody together. And so like our worship team is an umbrella that encapsulates music, online communications and production because we are the ones stewarding that area. And so it removes some of the hierarchy. It's like, Oh, that's not my job. Or that's not like, no, everything we do comes back to that sense of we are worship leaders in what we do, whether you have the guitar, whether you have the soundboard, whether you have the mix pro presenter, whatever you have a hand in stewarding and leading worship, which is so good because it puts the ownership on everyone, whether they're on staff or not that, Hey, what you do matters, what you do is important and how you do it matters. And so it's kind of, yeah, from that's so true. Love. Yeah. Because I, I think so much whenever you hear worship, everybody thinks about the singers and the musicians. Like, that's the worship team. Um, but really, like you said, everybody in production plays a role in the worship. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have your sound guys. You got to make sure the lights are turned on. You got to make sure all, you know, the live stream's running. Somebody's got to communicate with people, you know, on the live stream. Um, I think taking that approach of this is not a job, but this is worship. This is a form of worship. This is a form of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, it's always, you know, it's not important until somebody doesn't show up. And then it's like, oh, man, we don't have anybody to run sound or we don't have anybody to run light. And then all of a sudden that job is really important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we should we should take where everything production related, everything creative related is important and is valuable. Absolutely. And to just 
teach and demonstrate that not only is worship singing or this moment in our service, it's everywhere that you go, every place that your foot touches around that is worship and how you work and how you serve. Uh, we, we have a really bad habit, especially in the Western culture of trying to segment the secular and the spiritual. But as God's created beings being made in his image, everything we do is inherently spiritual, even if it's mundane and even if it's not churchy. <laughs> and so being able to just teach and cultivate that mindset that, Hey, how you work in it is worship. How you clean your house is worship. How you host people is worship. It really goes back to the fundamentals of just why the church exists and who the church actually is, which is its people and who we are glorifying in everything that we do. Cause if it's not glorifying God, then why are we doing it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's something that is taught in my church quite a bit is that we should look at every daily interaction we have as an opportunity to either witness to somebody or have an impact on somebody's life. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't, nothing should be considered just a, a month. Like you said, a mundane task, everything you do, you know, should glorify God. Exactly. Right. Um, so that's good. I just, I, I think a lot of creatives need to hear that is that, you know, you're not just doing a job, but this is actual ministry. This is actual mm-hmm. work. Um, Cause not everybody's going to be a singer. Not everybody's going to have a ministry that is on stage. You know, not everybody's going to be a teacher or a preacher, but that doesn't mean what you're doing is any less important. Mm-hmm. And that you don't have the opportunity to teach or preach. You know, that's one of the, the one of my favorite things about just sharing what I do and have gotten into the creative church community is those things have been avenues to have conversations that I otherwise would not have been able to have. And so being faithful and willing to just have those conversations as they come and to take those opportunities to come, uh, is almost more important than just what we do as creatives. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, exactly. To- I, I know I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had those those uh, those messages or DMs or whatever about, you know, something that I posted. And a lot of it is is very genuine. People want to mm-hmm. know, like, hey, you know, I like, you know, what is your interpretation of that scripture or what it, what are you trying to say? And they really are coming with an earnest like, you know, this impacted me in a certain way. And you're right. I'm, I'm, I've been able to have conversations and even like deep theological discussions with people that I probably would have never otherwise made that connection if it would not have been, like you said, in just sharing my creative work. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's always cool to have because you just never know. We never really know the reach that we have in what we do. We may never see it. We don't know what seeds we've planted, what seeds have been watered or what we reap but it's very encouraging to, and I would challenge any creative or any Christ follower, like don't be afraid to take those opportunities as the Lord provides them and presents them to you because your faithfulness is all God asks of you. He doesn't ask you to win them. He doesn't ask you to do anything beyond just being faithful when he provides opportunity. And so it's just fun because you get the chance to do the things like I'm not the preacher. 
but I get to pastor this person. I'm not the worship leader, but I get to lead someone in worship through just sharing or talking about all the things. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why I believe everybody has, everybody is, everybody is called to be a minister, mm-hmm. you know, Ministers are not just the people that preach and teach or worship or whatever, you know, whatever talent or ability you have, you know, there is a use for it in the kingdom of God somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's so encouraging to hear that from creatives. I think a lot of creatives need to hear that, especially ones that are just getting started. Um, it can be overwhelming at times because you get so focused on the job aspect of I've got to get this done, got to mm-hmm. get this out, got to communicate this. You know, I've got my list of things to do. And all that, but um, any any new creatives, anybody new listening to this, I would encourage you uh, take some time to yourself and kind of focus on the ministry mm-hmm. aspect of it as well. Uh, it's always going to be busy. There's always going to be a million things to do in the church, but quite honestly, the majority of them are not detrimental if they don't get done. Like yep. focus on the ministry aspect of it. Yep. Being a part of our communication team, there's always a deadline. Like I had the entire month of January pretty much booked already, but there's always those moments in between and having systems, whether they're personal or team wide or organizationally wide that can help filter through some of those things. Like, Hey, what's the highest priority right now? But then what are the priorities that Trump the, the big work priorities. Cause if someone needs to be led to the Lord, just be prayed for, that's always going to take first place. Right. So have systems yeah. to rest and, but also to respond because the church isn't the building. It's not the service times. It's the people. And that should be the number one heart that we have outside of Christ is his people. Yeah, absolutely. And creative work, uh, I've seen it so much. Um, photography can play a huge impact mm-hmm. in your community. We had a uh, we had a fall festival um, last. Uh, no, not last month. It's almost <laughs> in the year. In October, we had a it was like last month we had a fall festival. No, in October we had a fall festival, and we set up a a photo booth outside. Um, and it was just you know some fall themed stuff. My wife did an excellent job. Um, decorating it and I just had my camera on a tripod nothing fancy and people would show up we'd take your picture and we'd just email it to them from the church like here's your picture of a fall festival and it was crazy the response we got out of something so simple as that Um, they were like oh wow thank you so much you know and we shared those those photos on social media and it had a pretty big impact in our community because Mm -hmm. people got to see even people that didn't attend that fall festival they got to see what our church was about and the family aspect of our church, which is something we promote real heavily, you know, we're real family focused. Um, so yeah, you just never know the reach of something simple as, you know, a, a photo that you share or a video clip or whatever. All that stuff has a huge impact. Mm-hmm. It does. And you know, you hit on an interesting topic. It's one that myself and our team has been wrestling with for a couple months now because there's what we want to be known for. Like we as a church, as an organization, like what we want to be known for, but then there's what we are known for. And so like my heart and hope is that we can kind of reshape some of our stuff to be known for like our community 
and for our people, for kids, the nations, like filtering everything that we do through that lens of like, this is what we're known for. I think pays dividends because the community, the people who aren't around the church, but they know the church, they experience it when they're around it. But if we're only known for the things that we're against or the things that we get up in arms about, then we're not really doing a service to our God and to why we exist. And so, yeah, it's just, it's really cool to be able to just have those community engagements and just love on them with what we do. Yeah. And I, I love it when, I love it when churches share lots of photos of their families and in interactions Mm-hmm. Um, I know everybody wants the cool worship shot and they get a, a, an awesome shot during worship service. And, and that's all cool. You know, that's kind of like the the cool shot or whatever to take, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I think you also need that authentic of let's show mm-hmm. the people in the church because that's what people outside of the church are looking mm-hmm. at, you know, and when you can portray like you said, to the community, the people that don't attend your church, that yes, we are a family church. We have a great children's program. We have all these things. I mean, there's so many people that base their church, where they're going to go to church based on what the kids ministry is on. And so if you have an awesome kids ministry, but you never highlight that, well, people outside the church don't know about it. So like you said, yeah, the, the creative team has the ability to carry the vision of the leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, the pastor has this vision of and the leadership team has this vision of we want to be a community church. We want to be a family oriented church or whatever it is. But the creative team is the one that takes that vision and then makes it a reality and gets it to the people out mm-hmm. outside of the church. Absolutely. And like the nature of you and I's position is being on church. Staff, we are the vision casters. But then our people who are under, you know, our care they end up becoming the vision carriers. They carry the vision. So when we post on social media, they're the ones that are going to share it. They're the ones that are going to carry it, but then they're going to carry it to their home and their neighborhood and their neighbors. And so it's just, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm really excited as we continue, like our church continues to walk through some of this and continues to grow in a lot of these areas to see how Houston changes. Because when that moment happens and people are carrying the vision, like that's when things get crazy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's exactly. just exciting. Yeah. When you can get everybody bought into the same vision, uh, you know, from the top all the way down to, to just the saints in the church. Yeah. It's amazing what God can do in those situations. Um, and that, I think that's why it's so important. Like you said, to have all the ministries together, and, you know, they all have kind of their separate areas of the church, but they all share the same vision. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the creative team versus the worship team or the children's team versus the youth team. We're all working together, you know, mm-hmm. for one common one common goal. That's awesome. Um, so before we wrap up here, any uh, any additional comments or anything you want to share before we close out? No, uh, just grateful for every everybody in this community just I have learned so much and in that just I've had you know no I don't like that (laughs) Um, no I'm just grateful for this community and just the people within it because I've been I've been able to learn from so many people 
just by having a conversation, just getting to watch and break down how people do what they do or how they approach what they do. And so I'm just grateful for the impact that people have had on me. And I'm just, I, I hope that that continues and that everyone will continue just to learn, to fall in love with being a student and just always learning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I've said this so many times, like, I mean, there, there are professional designers that I follow and professional photographers and, and artists that I get inspiration from, but the Christian, the church as a whole has some of the most creative people in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you, and I know it seems big, a big community to us because we're involved in it, but in reality, the church creative community is actually very small worldwide, you know, mm-hmm. compared to professional musicians and, and photographers and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the talents and abilities, it continually amazes me of like what, Christian creatives come up with, mm-hmm. um, especially those that are involved daily in the church world. It is just, it's blown. I'm blown away. And I think a lot of it is because of we're filled with the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're able to accomplish things that are not just our own talents and abilities, but they're elevated through the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And I get, I, I'm like, you. I get so much inspiration. I love, <laughs> I love just scrolling through Instagram and seeing awesome photos, awesome graphics, awesome videos, and it's all from church people. Mm-hmm. Like it's all, it's all got a gospel message behind it. And that, that to me is just, that's one of the most encouraging things. It is. And it's just, it, it's, it's cool because our church has only really jumped in the creative space in the last two years. But having been in the church around the church for so long, it's like, it's been really cool to see that for a time, like churches were all kind of following the same trend and now it's starting to fragment into all these different feels and looks and, and approaches. And it's just, it's just cool. And I get really fired up because it's like, it's exciting just to see how it's for lack of a better word, evolving. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing to see churches taking on their own look and their own style that is reflective of their mm-hmm. church. You know, they're not just trying to emulate what the big churches are doing or what the, you know, the hip churches, the cool churches are doing, but they're being creative in their own mind and their own aspect of like, this is, this is representative of my city and my community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just cool. <laughs> yeah. So cool. All right. Well, guys, we're going to wrap up. I have enjoyed uh, talking with you, Taryn, on this episode. And uh, I'll be sure if you'll send me your links to like your website, social media, whatever, I'll put all that in the show notes. Um, I know you, you enjoy having conversations and connecting with other creatives. So we'll let mm-hmm. people know where to follow you and all that. Uh, guys, don't forget, this is probably going to be the last podcast of the year. Um, January will be back, be the first quarter of the year. So we'll be launching the magazine again. So if you have any articles, graphics, photos you want to share for that. And don't forget to join the Discord group. All the links will be in the show notes. We'll see you guys next year. Take it easy. <laughs>